Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the 18th day of January. It's so good to be here with you. Welcome if you are brand new. We're so glad that you have found your way here. And welcome if you are an old familiar friend. We are so glad that you have found your way here and that you're still here. The goal is not just to get through the Bible every day in a year. The goal is deeper intimacy with the maker of our being, with the creator of our lives, the healer of our hearts. And I don't know anyone who is exempt from needing a little healing or maybe needing a lot of healing. And the good thing is there is no limit on what God can do. So, no matter who you are, no matter how you got here, I think it does matter how you got here, uh, but we're so glad that you are here. Come on in, pull up a chair, put your feet up, have a cup of coffee. Of, of course, if you're driving, please don't feed up. Just stay put. Just do what you're doing. <laughs> the rest of you, uh, whatever it is that you're doing, I hope that you make space uh, in the reading for God to speak. If you need to pause the podcast, if you need to go back and hear something again, I hope that you will take the time that you need to listen and to hear. Where we left off yesterday in our reading, Abraham was speaking with God, and if you will, sort of trying to cut a deal. Like, let's just say you can find 50 righteous people. And let's be honest, we're not really making deals with God. God. <laughs> God himself. Without thinking that we're going to be right, I think. And so let's just sit with that. How many deals do we make with God? The bargaining chip. If you just do this, then I will do this for the rest of my life. And we don't make it past lunchtime. Nevertheless, uh, Abraham is in a discussion with God looking for five righteous people so that God could spare the city. And so we pick up there today, reading Genesis chapters 19 through 21, and just a couple days left in the Christian Standard Bible version this week. Genesis chapter 19. The two angels entered Sodom in the evening as Lot was sitting in Sodom's gateway. When Lot saw them, he got up to meet them. He bowed with his face to the ground and said, My lords, turn aside to your servant's house, wash your feet, and spend the night. Then you can get up early and go on your way. No, they said, we would rather spend the night in the square. But he urged them so strongly that they followed him and went into his house. He prepared a feast and baked unleavened bread for them, and they ate. Before they went to bed, the men of the city of Sodom, both young and old, the whole population surrounded the house. They called out to Lot and said, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Send them out to us so we can have sex with them. Lot went out to them at the entrance and shut the door behind them. He said, Don't do this evil, my brothers. Look, I've got two daughters who haven't been intimate with a man. I'll bring them out to you, and you can do whatever you want to them. However, don't do 
anything to these men because they have come under the protection of my roof. Get out of the way, they said, adding, this one came here as an alien, but he's acting like a judge. Now we'll do more harm to you than to them. They put pressure on Lot and came up to break down the door, but the angels reached out, brought Lot into the house with them and shut the door. They struck the men who were at the entrance of the house, both young and old, with blindness, so that they were unable to find the entrance. Then the angels said to Lot, Do you have anyone else here, a son-in-law, your sons and daughters, or anyone else in the city who belongs to you? Get them out of this place, for we are about to destroy this place, because the outcry against its people is so great before the Lord that the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his son-in-law, who were going to marry his daughters. Get up, he said. Get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy this city. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. At daybreak, the angels urged Lot on. Get up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he hesitated because of the Lord's compassion for him. The men grabbed his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters. They brought him out and left him outside the city. As soon as the angels got them outside, one of them said, Run for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere on the plain. Run to the mountains or you will be swept away. But Lot said to them, No, no, my lords, please. Your servant has indeed found favor with you and you have shown me great kindness by saving my life, but I can't run to the mountains. The disaster will overtake me and I will die. Look, this town is close enough for me to flee to. It's a small place. Please let me run to it. It's only a small place, isn't it? So that I can survive. And he said to them, All right, I'll grant you your request about this matter too and will not demolish the town you mentioned. Hurry up, run to it, for I cannot do anything until you get there. Therefore, the name of the city is Zor. The sun had risen over the land when Lot reached Zor. Then out of the sky, the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah, burning sulfur from the Lord. He demolished these cities, the entire plain, all the inhabitants of the cities, and whatever grew on the ground. But Lot's wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. Early in the morning, Abraham went to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked down towards Sodom and Gomorrah and all the land of the plain, and he saw that smoke was going up from the land like the smoke of a furnace. So it was, when God destroyed the cities of the plain, he remembered Abraham and brought Lot out of the middle of the upheaval when he demolished the cities where Lot had lived. Lot departed from Zor and lived in the mountains along with his two daughters because he was afraid to live in Zor. Instead, he and his two daughters lived in a cave. Then the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man in the land to sleep with us, as is the custom of all the land. Come, let's get our father to drink wine so that we can sleep with him and preserve our father's line. So they got their father to drink wine that night. And the firstborn came and slept with her father. He did not know when she lay down or when she got up. The next day, the firstborn said to the younger, Look, I slept with my father last night. 
Let's get him to drink wine again tonight so you can sleep with him and we can preserve our father's line. That night they again got their father to drink wine and the younger went and slept with him. He did not know when she lay down or when she got up. So both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The firstborn gave birth to a son and named him Moab. He is the father of the Moabites of today. The younger also gave birth to a son and she named him Ben-Amai. He is the father of the Ammonites of today. From there, Abraham traveled to the region of the Negev and settled between Kadesh and Shur. While he was staying in Gerar, Abraham said about his wife, Sarah, She is my sister. So King Abimelech of Gerar had Sarah brought to him. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, You are about to die because of the woman you have taken, for she is a married woman. Now Abimelech had not approached her, so he said, Lord, would you destroy a nation even though it is innocent? Didn't he himself say to me, She is my sister? And she herself said, He is my brother. I did this with a clear conscience and clean hands. And God said to him in the dream, Yes, I know that you did this with a clear conscience. I have also kept you from sinning against me. Therefore, I have not let you touch her. Now return this man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you and you will live. But if you do not return her, know that you will certainly die and all who are yours. Early in the morning, Abimelech got up, called all his servants together, and personally told them all these things, and the men were terrified. Then Abimelech called Abraham in and said to him, What have you done to us? How did I sin against you that you have brought such enormous guilt on me and on my kingdom? You have done things to me that should never be done. Abimelech also asked Abraham, What made you do this? Abraham replied, I thought, There is absolutely no fear of God in this place. They will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she really is my sister, the daughter of my father, though not the daughter of my mother, and she became my wife. So when God had me wander from my father's house, I said to her, Show your loyalty to me wherever we go, and say about me, He's my brother. Then Abimelech took flocks and herds and male and female slaves, gave them to Abraham, and returned his wife Sarah to him. Abimelech said, Look, my land is before you. Settle wherever you want. And he said to Sarah, Look, I am giving your brother 1,000 pieces of silver. It is a verification of your honor to all who are with you. You are fully vindicated. Then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female slaves, so that they could bear children. For the Lord had completely closed all the wombs in Abimelech's household on account of Sarah, Abraham's wife. The Lord came to Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age. At the appointed time, God had told him. Abraham named his son who was born to him, the one Sarah bore to him, Isaac. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has made me laugh, and everyone who hears will laugh with me. She also said, Who would have told Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne a son for him, 
In his old age, the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham held a great feast on the day Isaac was weaned. But Sarah saw the son mocking the one Hagar, the Egyptian, had borne to Abraham. So she said to Abraham, Drive out the slave with her son, for the son of this slave will not be a co-heir with my son Isaac. This was very distressing to Abraham because of his son. What God said to Abraham, Do not be distressed about the boy and about your slave. Whatever Sarah says to you, listen to her because your offspring will be traced through Isaac. And I will also make a nation of the slave's son because he is your offspring. Early in the morning, Abraham got up, took bread and a water skin, put them on Hagar's shoulders and sent her and the boy away. She left and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she left the boy under one of the bushes and went and sat at a distance about a bowshot away, for she said, I can't bear to watch the boy die. While she sat at a distance, she wept loudly. God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What's wrong, Hagar? Don't be afraid, for God has heard the boy crying from the place where he is. Get up, help the boy up, and grasp his hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well. So she went and filled the water skin and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy, and he grew. He settled in the wilderness and became an archer. He settled in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother got a wife for him from the land of Egypt. At that time, Abimelech, accompanied by Phicol, the commander of his army, said to Abraham, God is with you in everything you do. Swear to me by God here and now that you will not break an agreement with me or with my children and descendants. As I have been loyal to you, so you will be loyal to me and to the country where you are a resident alien. And Abraham said, I swear it. But Abraham complained to Abimelech because of the well that Abimelech's servants had seized. Abimelech replied, I don't know who did this thing. You didn't report anything to me, so I hadn't heard about it until today. Abraham took flocks and herds and gave them to Abimelech, and the two of them made a covenant. Abraham separated seven ewe lambs from the flock. And Abimelech said to Abraham, Why have you separated these seven ewe lambs? He replied, You are to accept the seven ewe lambs from me so that this act will serve as my witness that I dug this well. Therefore, that place was called Beersheba, because it was there that the two of them swore an oath. After they had made a covenant at Beersheba, Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his army, left and returned to the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there he called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. And Abraham lived as an alien in the land of the Philistines for many days. You may find that there are lots of different moments in the reading today that you're like, is that really there? And the answer would be yes. That is really what we read. And yes, it's okay to have issue uh, with such things that we read. The discomfort, the disruption is there. I'd say it's for good reason. Maybe it's just as simple to see if we're paying attention, if we're listening and to wrestle through some of these things that come up, that, that's 
entirely okay. Just a small disclaimer, if you have been a part of any culture that has not made it okay, I would like to apologize on behalf of our pride and our dogma that says we have to have it all figured out and we are not allowed to question anything. I want to be really careful and not call things out that I wrestle with as to not plant any unsolicited things that may just be mine to hold on to. We do, however, see the second time that Abraham declares his wife as his sister rather than his wife. This may be just a little nugget to hold on to as we uh, walk the story forward because the thing that really encourages me as we go through the Bible is uh, we see these pillars of the faith and these monumental men and women in each story throughout the Bible that are also very imperfect. And I don't know about you, but that does my heart real good. (laughs) That gives me hope for even someone like me. And so we will pause here today and see where this road through the Old Testament may lead us tomorrow. Jesus, thank you for being here with us. Thank you that we can bring you our questions. Thank you that we can bring you the things that make us uncomfortable, that disrupt our day, that may even disappoint us to find such things in your word. I thank you that you do not disappoint us. You never let us down. You are with us always. So many emotions can come up inside of us as we hear your word. I pray, God, that loneliness would never be one of them as we read that we would know that you are with us, you are for us, and you never leave us. Thank you that you use real, messy people to do great things. And I pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that's home base. Check it out if you have not. That's the website. That's the free app. You can download it. If you would like to partner with us here at DAB, thank you so much for each and every partnership. We could not do this without you, and we are so grateful we do not have to. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174, or if you're utilizing your mobile app, hit the Give icon up at the top right-hand corner. And lastly, look for the Give icon on the webpage. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in, there are several different ways for you to do so. 800-583-2164. Or once again, utilizing your mobile app, hit the red circle button up at the top right-hand corner. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Please listen to the message clearly and concisely before you record it. Hit submit at the end and turn the wheel to chronological. That's going to do it for me today. We will turn the page together tomorrow. Continue the story in Genesis and turn the page in the story of our own lives. I'm Jill. Until then, love one another. Hello, DABC family. Uh, this is D-Dub from AZ. And I'm just calling for uh, an update on uh, and a, a praise. Uh, I called in two weeks ago or so. 
and uh, asked for prayer for my sister-in-law, Linda. Uh, she had COVID and also had a rare, has a rare lung disease. And just want to let you know that she is out of the hospital and doing very well. Um, so, and I know it's because of the outreach that this uh, community has. And uh, I'd like to ask another prayer request for my wife, Rosa, who has uh, had COVID about two years ago. And uh, since then, she's been dealing with migraines and cluster headaches. And uh, I know that through prayer, she can be healed. Uh, instead of trying this medication and that medication, I just pray that you guys could uh, wrap your arms around her and lift her up and the, these headaches would disappear. And again, thank you so much and praise God. Amen. Hello, DABC family. This is Marielle from Massachusetts. The last time I called, I was seeking prayer for my sister who was going to get baptized and my father who was battling cancer. Well, my sister's baptism fell through and my father died the first day of school. Since then, my other sister is seeking a divorce from her husband of seven years and they have two little girls under the age of six. And I myself fell into a four month long battle with high functioning depression where I almost backslid into addiction. And while this phone call may not seem like it, it is actually a testimony and victory call. Because once I was able to admit, accept, and name my depression, I was able to rebuke it and cast it out in the mighty name of Jesus. And I started 2024 finally free of the fog in my mind and free from depression. Looking back over the past months, I can see God's hand in my life and how he never left me. I can see the moments where I was spiraling downward. He sent the right person at the right time with the right invitation to buoy me back up. I can see in the midst of my deepest grief and grieving, the clear moments punctuated with laughter that could only be the joy of the Lord that gave me the strength to keep moving forward and keep standing. And though my dad has passed, I rest confident knowing that he gave his life to Jesus in his final days. I ask that you join me in praying for the rest of my family to come to know Christ and break the generational curse of divorce. And I leave you with the prayer that my father wrote in his last days. May it bless everyone who hears it. Bless, O Lord, our family and friends. Bless, O Lord, our souls and our health. Bless, O Lord, this food for our use. Bless, O Lord, your favor for our prosperity. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Hey everyone, it's Sierra from Texas. Um, I just want to get into it and pray for those that have called in today. Um, Stacy uh, really touched my heart um, for having prayer over your son. Um, yeah, I'm so sorry that he is in a relationship that you know, like you have, you know, wisdom and you can just see clearly that this is not a God-appointed relationship. Um, <clears throat> I just want to thank Jesus for how much he loves you and your son and just your household, your family, and just how well he takes care of y'all. And I just pray for just real just wisdom and discernment 
over your precious son who may be getting pulled into things uh, from the world and just needs help to get out of those things. Um, I just pray that that you and your husband would be just in constant prayer over him, that both of y'all would, yeah, just, just lean on the Lord now more than ever, that you would trust that, that God is working this out because y'all continually um, just desire and seek his, his knowledge and his wisdom on just what to do, how to encourage your son as parents, how to love him even better as parents, even, even when he's doing things that you don't agree with or understand. And I just pray that the love that you have for him would just break free those, those bonds of addiction in Jesus' name. Good morning, this is Susan calling from Texas. And first of all, I just wanted to thank everybody from the bottom of my heart for praying for my husband, Felix. It means so much to us. Thank you so much. I wanted to pray for Stacy from New Jersey. Um, Lord, I just come before you in the name of Jesus. And I just lift up Stacy's son. Lord, I know how much our, our children mean to us. And Lord, how hard this is as a parent. And so Lord, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would speak to Stacy's son, give him wisdom, give him discernment, open his eyes to see what's truly going on around him, to see who the people he's associating with truly are, and for him not to be deceived, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you would bind the enemy in the name of Jesus from coming against him in any way. I ask that the enemy would be silenced and rebuked in the name of Jesus, that her son would not be able to be influenced by him in any way, shape, or form. Lord, please put a hedge of protection around him and protect him, Lord. I pray for Stacy and her husband, Lord, that you give them wisdom and discernment and that they would know exactly how to deal with this situation, Lord. Speak to them and give them discernment, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would raise her, their son up to be a mighty man of God, that he would be the man that you've created him to be. And Lord, I just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, this is Grateful in Oregon, I'm a, and I am calling in for my friend Stephen, who for the third time in his life is battling lymphoma cancer. I pray that this fine Christian man can be healed completely once and for all so that he and his wife can grow together. Thank you, Dab and Dabsy listeners, and thank you, Harden family, who are so busy doing God's work. I am so grateful to be a member of this campfire. And to Jill in China, who speaks so eloquently from a woman's perspective, love to you all. Bye.